broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the movies. How are you, Rye? What's happening, Hoops? Rye, the actor's strike is over. <laughs> Insert crowd fanfare here. No, I was going to do like a... <laughs> it's the jacket! <laughs> That's all I got. I mean, we've been silent for these 118 days, whatever it's been, and finally I can promote the Marvels, in which I am the star that was funny. Now in theaters. That's funny. I'm the new Captain Marvel. Um, wow. <laughs> are you wowed? I am, yeah. Uh, are it's... you excited to see me in the most expensive per minute film under two hours ever made? <laughs> it, uh, it's bombing, right? That's the thing? It is. It's, oh, that's uh, great. That's I believe good news. Marvel's lowest performing film to date. In history. Yes. Worse than... What's an example of one that was really bad? Like the Ang Lee Hulk movie? That was like... That was pre-MCU. Um, er. This is like them since Iron Man. Like okay. them all... Their whole universe of turkeys. This is like... And this is after Thor 4, which did bad and everyone hated. And Ant-Man 3, which was their previous record holder for... Uh, Lowest money made. Mm. What do I see? I have some Marvel thing here. Like they're they're dying. Superhero movies being the main thing drawing people to movie theaters is on the way out. It seems. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Mm. The they announced all these new movies that are going to start filming now that the actors' strike is up. Venom three starts filming. Next week, are you excited? Well, that I, I am excited about, which mm. seems hypocritical from a guy who's been so vehemently anti-Marvel. Mm. But I feel like the, the Venom movies are separate. There's something about them that just doesn't feel as marvel And I think they don't... The second one did well, right, I guess? Not great. I think so. I didn't love the second one. I thought the first one was legit fun turkey territory. Oh. But yeah, I'm glad that's one of the decent ones. Like Deadpool 3, which is 50% complete, unfortunately <sighs> resumes filming next week as well. Ryan Reynolds has been probably thinking of so many duds over the break that he could shoehorn into this turkey. I can't even imagine, yeah. Oof. Beetlejuice 2 uh, resumes filming. I forgot they were doing that. They're making Beetlejuice 2 with Mikey Keaton, Tim Burton back in the director's chair. Isn't this fucked up? I think that Beetlejuice 2 is one of those... Uh, I just... This is what I'm going to say. And we've done this weekly probably since we started this podcast. I don't want any more reboots. Just cut it out. Even Heat 2, like, put it on the shelf. It's probably going to be a kind of a pile of crap. It's also... Yeah, they've done it too much. I saw they're making Now You See Me 3, which is already outrageous. Was he, Now You See Me the one where they broke into the blind guy's house? No, that is don't 
breathe. What the fuck is That's Now the- You See Me? Is it a, a magician's <laughs> show movie with it's, Kevin Spacey? No, it's the magician movie with Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> I think Ruffalo. And Woody Harrelson. Yes. yes. <laughs> a movie that already, it's like they made a second one and like now they're making a third one. But I saw in the article, they're like, it's going to be something of a reboot or mm. reimagining. It's like, what does that mean? Mark Ruffalo, known anti-Semite. <laughs> Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. He knew? I got him in the corner over here, and I feel bad. Oh, yeah. But, hey, sorry, Mark. Rough. He, for those that don't know, I have a Mark Ruffalo standee, and uh, I heard somewhere the other day that he was sort of like pro-Hamas, which not to get political on here, but I don't oh, know. If he's anti-Israel, that's not a good thing. That's not a good look. I like that the big standees down here are Ruffalo and The Rock. And then Guy Fieri in the laundry room <laughs> because life is a joke. <laughs> Two of them were purchased by Parsons. Baby. I only got the Mark Ruffalo thinking that was funny. And then a couple other ones appeared. I love how The Rock is like almost life size. Yeah. Because the, the highest they can go on standees is six foot three. So that's how tall my Rock is, even though he's really six five. He's probably so excited to get. Back to the set of the live-action remake of Moana. <laughs> Some Zoas. Baby. Speaking of Moana, did you see that one of the stuntmen from Black Panther was killed in a car accident in Georgia with his children? I did not. Mm. That's fucked up. Do you think Black Panther is a cursed property? I think that there's an element of Black Panther that they're making the sequel without Chadwick Boseman. Mm. This is me like trying to talk about Marvel movies and having no fucking clue. That one came out actually a year ago today. They I did it already. One. But oh, there's yeah. another one, right? I think, I feel like that one was so like depressing and not great that mm. I don't think there's plans for a follow-up. Well, the first one was historic in how well it did. Mm. And, and the second one's a weird movie that's all about how that how Chadwick Boseman died and like his sister has to like become the new Black Panther and she doesn't want to. It's like a very weird, sad blockbuster superhero movie. That sounds awful. It's not great. Wakanda forever though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Speaking of stuff that's sad and I don't want to hear about it is uh, the bear got renewed for season three. Wow. To nobody's surprise. (laughs) I mean, you soured on the bear like a loaf of sourdough bread. I did, yeah. I was a big bear guy when nobody was talking about it, and then when it became popular, I had to hate it to just fall into <laughs> into line with the rest of my contrarian personality that I've created. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what happened. I don't even know what my real takes are anymore. I just have to go by like, okay, this is what everybody thinks about it. I'm going to go left. <laughs> Classic. When people started talking about like, where can you get the t-shirt from the bear? I was like, I know I have to lean into hating this now. There were literally more videos about people being the bear for Halloween on TikTok than almost anything else from pretty much October 20th until yesterday. Mm. So I'm good on that show. I'm getting a flash of like the grizzly bear. It's like a mashup of the bear and that documentary where that guy gets eaten. Oh, grizzly man. The Werner Herzog. <laughs> Him like, you must not, yeah. you must never watch season two of The Bear. I was going to do it too. Like, yes, uh, it is. everybody yelling at each other and then someone gets eaten by a bear at the very end and that's the end of the show. Listen, cousin. Buddy, buddy. This is too stressful. No, must, no one must ever hear this. Yes. Does anyone even know who Warner Herzog is? Is this impression wasted on the turkey head? It doesn't matter. It's very fun for both of us to do. Even though I've already completely lost it. There's nothing left. Speaking of impressions, you want to do a Russell Brand impression? Because he apparently sexually assaulted a woman on the set of Arthur. 
Oh no. Him turning out to be a giant piece of shit is allegedly is so fucking funny. I know. Who could have seen this coming? I hope he loses everything. What does he have to lose? I don't know, like the residuals from my bookie book, from like your purchased copy from 2011. Fuck. Sam, edit that out. I can't have people know. Sammy's on on tour with David Duchovny. It's all me this week, so there is no editing. There is no beeps. There's And the mastering is going to be done with an automatic program. So good luck, turkey heads. Fuck. If this sounds like garbage, you know who to blame. Um, We were Sam the best on tour with friend of the show, David Duchovny. We need to get David on the show and... I'd just be nervous the whole time. Like, do you remember? Uh, it'd be like the episode of the Chris Farley show. Like, do you remember when you were on Californication? That episode where you like had sex with that hot girl? That was like so fucking cool to me. I was sick, dude. <sighs> I fucking thought that rocked. Yeah. Also, that episode of the X Files where like everyone thought you were wrong about a thing and then you were right. I fucking thought that was sick. Hell yeah, brother. I sound like I'm being mean to the X Files. You're a huge X Files guy. It fucking honks. And I'm a huge Californication guy. We yeah. would both faint if he walked in here. Yeah. He's one of the coolest dudes ever. Oh, yeah. So, d- Sam, play this for, for David, and, and he can know what big fans we are. And if he wants to promote anything he's working on to our many, many, many Slovakian listeners, then mm. be my guest. Hello. Is it Slovakia? It is. Okay, cool. I wanted to make sure I got the right Eastern European country. It's the capital of Turkey Nation. People Magazine voted Patrick Dempsey the sexiest man alive for 2023. He's still alive? He is. (sighs) McDreamy, I believe? Think about all the dough that he's making from like 800 Bits Aside episodes of Grey's Anatomy. He's not even on it anymore, but even still, he did at least two, 300 episodes. Has he so much as been in a movie in the past... 15 years what does he do now i can't remember but he's very handsome he's in the michael mann's ferrari is he oh, yes okay. That's and i know that because i saw like him and adam driver making kissy faces on the red carpet looking all sexy hannah hannah why, why haven't i gotten sexiest man alive yet because you look like a mutant adam <laughs> you got a long stretched out face you're what the french call ugly pretty jolie lay he seems like they'd probably give him that i went do you have to like accept that or do they just like I, I rejected it a couple of times. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Is this true? No. <laughs> I'm like a six, if we're being honest. I used to think I was really good looking, and then I kind of got in got in what? touch with reality. Are you crazy? Um, this is going to send the fans into an uproar. They're going to send in nudes to you. I like, haven't wow. sent a nude in a long time. Luce, if you're listening, which you're not, I'm going to send you a nude tonight. A word? No. Send My it to sister the... listens to this. This is revolting. Send it to the thread, too. We'll all... I only we'll send nudes to older boy. <laughs> He's nice. been checking up on me 40 years later. Um, did you see that someone tried to break into friend of the show Chet Hanks's home and he beat them up? Wow. Is this true? Yes. That's the only details they gave is that he punched a burglar in the face. Wow. Who would be so bold as to break into Chet Hanks's compound? I don't know because he's the coolest guy alive and it's going to be a white boy summer in 2024. <laughs> no doubt. Is what I'm saying. I can't believe... That. I'm glad Chet's okay. He's fine, yeah. This is fucked up. Mm. That so what, he punched him? Punched then- a guy and then held him at bay, I guess, till the authorities arrived and the man was arrested and taken away. Damn. Not bad, right? That's pretty fucking dope. What do you think about Jared Leto becoming the first person to legally climb the Empire State Building this past week? I think that I think uh, Jay Martin, guest of the show, said it best on Twitter that 
Only Jared Leto could make climbing the Empire <laughs> statement building lame. Yeah, that was. I saw that too. That was great. Yeah, he really. People who aren't familiar with Jared Leto. He's uh, portrayed Ang's favorite version of the Joker in Suicide Squad. He is the best Joker. He won an Academy down. Award for his work in Dallas Buyers Club. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff, and he's also the lead singer of a band called Thirty Seconds to Mars. Mm. who you were just enjoying one of their tracks, and that's why he climbed the Empire State Building to promote their new album, which What's I think it called? just came out. Like, I Wish I Had AIDS. That's uh, not funny. Let me try it again. <laughs> okay, good. Um, what's the album called? Um, Big Jerk? The album is called Big Jerk. <laughs> came out last Friday, and it's tearing up the charts. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> hey, cans, Jared. Cans, cans. Do you feel good about yourself? Um, I don't know. I don't even hate Jared Leto. I think 30 Seconds to Mars has like a couple okay songs, mm. and he's a good actor in most things. But he just stinks as a guy. He's like, this, especially at this point, like he's like method, even though he's just kind of the same yeah. and annoying and everything. Um, I don't know. I think that... Uh, one of those movies that people forget about, I guess, is his role in, up a little uh, alongside Jake Gyllenhaal in Highway. Oh, Highway. Mm. Have that's you ever a, seen it? I have. That's a fun kind of weird 90s thriller. Yeah. I would call it a thriller. Yeah. It's like From Dust Till Dawn meets Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm. He's like, I don't like a lot of his more recent work, like him in Blade Runner 2049. He's a fucked up herb. I barely even remember him in that. Him in Fight Club was good. Yeah, he's good in that. Getting the shit kicked out of him. He's good as like the handsome guy who gets beat up. Mm. That's a, that's where he should be. That should be his role in everything. Yes. But yeah, I mean, he climbed the Empire State Building. We shouldn't even give him the luxury of talking about it. But here we are. Yeah, we, we, we like to cover everything. Did you see that the Sphere, that uh, performing performance venue in Las Vegas, has lost $100 million in its first quarter open? I saw that. That doesn't like seem possible. Like, what what are you doing there? Playing Nobody But You Too, I think, is the biggest like false move that they could have made or, or incorrect move. They should have more concerts there. Because everyone's probably seen this on the news. It's like this huge thing that... They can project whatever they want on the outside. They make it look like a little emoji guy or an eyeball. It seems like a real eyesore for people who live in Las Vegas. I think it looks really cool on the internet. Yeah, it does. And it would be cool to go. But I think you 2 might be like... you 2 and the Bare Naked Ladies, I think, are my two least favorite bands on earth. Mm. Everyone hates you 2 I don't think they're that bad. I think they got a couple cuts. Mask, what do you like <sighs> about them? I mean, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Because they are like jaw droppingly lame and douchey. They're a hard group to defend for sure. They are. I like a lot of those bands where I'm like, I don't even know how to begin defending this, but I'm sorry. I don't hate them. <laughs> Why did you do that, Scotty? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I hope they turn it around. I, I did see a clip of the U2 concert, and they can do this cool thing where they. They make it look like the ceiling goes on for like a mile and they shoot up all these like dope, like matrix code visuals. 
Mm. Like they can project it on the outside, all this stuff, but also on the inside. Would you like to go by there with, after a little of the weed? Fucking, that'd be pretty fucking sick, doggy. I'd what be if like, um, ah. what if you did a stand up show in the sphere? Do you think you could pack it out? Mm. I mean, <laughs> we did it alive enough broadcast from the sphere. Tickets are a thousand dollars a piece. I'm down that'd in the audience. Fun. It's like Monty and my client Tom, and that's it. Yeah, they make it look like a sea of crickets on the <laughs> projector. <laughs> I'm just, just like, hello, oh, oh, be fucking charming. Hey, team, team, team. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. that Did sounds everybody like a fun leave? Idea. I feel like they'll, they'll turn it around. You know, it'd be cool if my soundboard was organized and I could just have found this sound on time. That there would have been is. great. We're so <laughs> buried in our phones. We really are. I don't know if you saw this story, but I thought that you would enjoy it. A cop has pled guilty to pulling a gun on a fellow officer who threatened to spoil Top Gun Maverick. He said, I'm going to tell you the ending to a movie that came out a year ago that's all over streaming services, and he got that upset? Mm -hmm. Just go watch it, dude. What are you doing? I just love the idea of someone pulling a gun because of a spoiler. Be like, whoa, 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 not, not one more word. Like, shut your fucking mouth. Cod would have been killed months or years ago. He's the spoiler king. <laughs> Me putting a bullet right between Cod's eyes for spoiling, like, fucking the Marvels. Um, yeah, that's a fair reaction, I, wonder I guess. If, I feel I like he's probably going to lose his job. It says the cop got a community correction order for two years, 100 hours of community service, and a recorded conviction from someone that did 50 hours of community service a hundred is a long ass time in the state of massachusetts you can only do four at a time like my mindset was like it's already the worst day ever let's just double it right i was like i'm this i was like i can't do an eight hour shift and they're like no you have to do them in four hour increments so oh. that would you'd be going what's 50 divided by four monty eight eight times four is 50 i sure. think yeah close enough let's say yeah. Monty's like no that's not right but 12.5 or something? Yeah, why not? I'm so you got to go like 12 and a half times. Mm. And they'll make you go over rather than under, I bet. Although they let me off with like an hour missing. That was nice. Back yeah. when I got my trespassing arrest back in 07? No, it was 08, the year I got sober. You were a trespasser? Yeah, I remember when I like got in the cab and ended up at the South Bay Mall somehow and it was a whole could ya. You got in the taxi and went to treatment. I did. <laughs> this is not our butt, Dennis. <laughs> Um, we have a fresh shelving that's oh, just been announced. Love a shelf. Coyote versus Acme, a completely finished live action animated hybrid. For no the, one. In the vein of Roger Rabbit, was shelved by Warner Brothers in the interest of getting a $30 million tax write-off. This movie's co-star John Cena and Will Forte, it was... Co-written by James Gunn, who is like the CEO of DC Movies mm. at WB. And it's weird that they keep doing this to their movies. It's like sending a message of like... It's sending the message that it's over in some capacity, right? Yeah. Like, what is, you doing? This is a movie that, and everyone involved is like, this was good. And like, why isn't this being released? And I haven't seen... A nice Roger Rabbit type animation mm. live action hybrid in a bit. It's like, I would have thrown this on at the very least. It's fucked up. And if they'll do this to James Gunn, who would be like, yeah, I'll go make a movie with Warner Brothers, spend four years working on something that 
just flat out never gets released. It does send the message that they're not a viable option for filmmakers moving forward. Because why would you ever, like, imagine there's somebody on that project where this was their big break. Mm. There's somebody, and it's not Will Forte, and it's not um, John Cena. There's somebody out there that put their balls on the line thinking, like, this is my shot. And now it's like, yeah, I got paid. You know, four thousand dollars or whatever, but it's my thing is gone. There's probably like dozens, if not hundreds, of people like that on this movie because movies take so many people doing different things. Yeah, this is like a completely finished movie that they're like, should we, like, you know, and everything's digital now. It's probably as simple as like he hit this button, it goes to our streaming service. No, just hit the other button. We'll get a tax credit and we'll just ruin the the dreams of everyone who worked on this. $30 million is probably the salary of one big Warner Brothers executive, and that's it. Just like one guy padded, padded his pockets for 2023, and then we're, that's the rest of the team is just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and that this makes it sound like that's them making money. Like I guarantee they spent more than $30 million making this movie. Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> this is them like, oh, like we'll get a little back. My it, guess is if you write off, if you shelf a movie, you can chalk it up as a total loss, and the thirty million dollars is probably the amount. My guess, maybe they're allowed to like write off the entire amount they used on because anything. If you're Warner Brothers, anything that you put into the production is already coming off the taxes anyway. This is, I bet you, it's thirty million in addition. Mm. So my guess is there are thirty million ahead just because they didn't put it out. Yeah, and it's just whoever they have a new CEO who clearly like doesn't like movies and is treating. A movie studio like a I don't even know what just doing cost cutting measures you never see or hear about the thing I don't love about the movie business in general is it, the key word there is it is a business and mm. I love business myself like I'm you know I'm a personal trainer but I own the gyms so I'm looking at it from a business standpoint most of the time and but at the end of the day if I removed what it really was which is me working out with and helping people get strong and feel better about themselves and be healthier people. If I remove that and focus just on the business side, there'd be no more business. Mm. And I think that's what's lost on a lot of these bigger movie and Hollywood executives because they take away everything, the love, the passion, like all the stuff. Like when I moved out to California with stars in my eyes, thinking I was going to be in the entertainment business and then thought better of it after two years, that like there's people are still that way, but like the executives are not. They look at it completely from a financial standpoint and like X versus why and how much mm. this will make how much this will lose which i guess you have to do to an extent but if you take away the love and you take away the passion and the excitement that is film that is cinema you are left with what we are dealing with in the cinema right now which is re- reboots remakes superhero movies and like just crap and children's movies and animated bullshit and like there's nothing coming that I'm excited about. Nothing. Yeah, like no one has new ideas. It took like them making so many superhero movies to the point where like nobody is seeing them at all anymore for them to be like, okay, maybe we should try some new thing. Maybe like yeah. superheroes are tapped. It, I just, to me, there's very few companies left that are still doing it the way that I like to see it done. I think A24 is still doing pretty good. Mm. They did just release a stupid app, though. Did you download it? It doesn't do anything. Yeah, I bet it's, like, lame and fucked up and probably costs money for no reason. Even A24, like, I paid for the AAA24, like, Insider, where they send you a zine every six months, and, Mm. like, you get, like, a pin in the mail, and then I honestly don't even know what you get. They're, like, better at marketing than they are at making movies at this moment in time. Especially, I don't know if you saw the other day, they announced... uh, 
They're making a Elon Musk biopic. I did see that. With Darren Aronofsky directing. Who's going to play Elon is what I want to know. Um, Brendan Fraser, even fatter than he was in The Whale. Yeah, get Brendan Fraser <laughs> to like 500 pounds and then CGI another 500 pounds on him mm. and make it like an obese Elon where the, he doesn't even fit in the Tesla Cybertruck. This sounds like a nightmare movie, at least to me. Darren Aronofsky used to make good stuff. I think The Wrestler and Black Swan are like 10 out of 10. I'm an old broken down piece of meat. Home run pictures. And I'm alone. But his last couple, he did make The Whale, which I don't know if you remember a review. It's It's back there somewhere. One of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. It made me mad. You hated the whale a whole lot, yeah. It was just, just, uh, I'm I struggling to think of insulting enough words for it. I didn't like the whale at all, but I didn't hate it nearly as much as you did. I think I left giving it a three-star rating and then mm. woke up the next day and downgraded it to a two. I love. He's just sitting around like, how do I follow up one of the worst movies ever? I'm going to make an Elon Musk biopic. Yeah. Let's go. And this might be one of those like social network type ideas. I remember when they announced the Facebook sure. movie, everyone was like, oh, this sounds gross. Maybe an Elon Musk biopic would be cool, but I don't have it's a great feeling about it. very dependent on casting. Brendan Fraser would be perfect. So let's just get him to the front of the line. Speaking of Brendan Fraser, did you see that Marty Scorsese is defending Ooh. him? Like people were saying he was terrible in Killers of the Flower Moon. I was saying that too. And Marty's exact words were, he's a wonderful actor. So I guess mm. he's not in the same team as us in terms of the Brendan Fraser stuff. I think he can be good in stuff. He just wasn't good in The Whale or Killers of the Flower Moon. I don't like new Brendan Fraser, I think I'm realizing. I'm in on his 90s work. I think he's lost it somewhere along the way. Airheads, Georgia the Jungle, um, Encino Man. Classic films. What else? I mean, what, what more do you need? That's all you need, I guess, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's it. That's a fucking career of substance you can hang a hat on. Um, what else? Speaking of the Facebook movie, did you see that Mark Zuckerberg tore his ACL in an MMA fight? Like, I guess he was sparring with somebody and his knee just ripped in half. Poor kid. So I guess he's not going to be fighting Elon Musk in the octagon anytime soon. Damn it. That was going to be a great scene in the Darren Aronofsky's movie where mm. Brendan Fraser is the whale and Jesse Eisenberg fought in a 10-minute... Some, like, poignant classical music as Jesse Eisenberg jumps off the top rope and dies the work yeah a nice artsy wrestler shot oh yeah that's a green light did you watch the trailer for the new ghostbusters movie which has a awful title in ghostbusters colon frozen empire this is a sequel to last year or maybe the year before was i feel like underseen ghostbusters afterlife they tried to like reboot it after Lady Ghostbusters. You got Paul Rudd in there and a bunch of kids. Did Ghostbusters Afterlife do okay? I guess so. I think I, it made a couple of bucks, right? These movies are made by Jason Reitman, who is another guy who used to make interesting movies. Now he just seems content uh, continuing his father's franchise to the delight of maybe somebody. I'm tired of Ghostbusters. I feel like I've said this before. I don't think... Whatever studio owns them, I feel like they treat it as like, we can't just let Ghostbusters sit there. This is so good of a premise. we got to make one every year. It's like, just, it's fine. You cannot make it. It's yeah, not that good. We'll be okay without a Ghostbusters property. Yeah. 
I don't, especially when I think they got Bill Murray and all the remaining guys who survive to come back for at least a cameo in this new one. They're at the end of Afterlife for like two minutes. Do you remember my troll that I hated Bill Murray? That was a fun one. I don't. I used to tell people I didn't like Bill Murray. It would send them <laughs> into a tailspin. You don't like Bill Murray? People love to talk about how he like goes to college parties and like shows up and is like, you guys fucking suck. <laughs> no one's <laughs> ever going to believe you or whatever his line when he writes somebody a note or something. Yeah. I don't know. He's a cool guy. Whatever. Zombieland is. is his best movie. What? I don't hate that take. Speaking of movies that I enjoyed, this is the 25-year anniversary of the Hype Williams film, Belly, starring friends of the show DMX and Nas. Mm. Do you remember that movie? Did I ever make you watch that? I do. It's fire. I fucking unironically love that movie. I think it's legitimately awesome. It is a very cool-looking movie. Yeah. It's got a great like black and white color palette. Every shot's like a cool music video shot. Hype, Hype Williams Dilber. pretty much just directs music videos, so that is why this movie looks as cool as it does. Mm. But I don't know. if you ha- Folks, if you haven't seen it, they tried to make a really bad sequel. Skip that one. But Belly is excellent, and I think it's probably on HBO. Belly One two. of those. Belly 2. I'm good. Belly 3, on the other hand. Can't wait. Ooh. Speaking of sequels, did you see uh, Shrek 5 reportedly in the works? I did, and I got to tell you, I'm not a Shrek guy. Not a Shrek Remember guy. we watched Shrek 2 for the show? It doesn't hold up, and <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. think it was ever anything good, good at all. Yeah, the Shrek, they kind of missed me. They're fine. Yeah. I don't like dislike them, but... Are we too old for Shrek? Is that what's going on? Possibly. I just, that's another thing where it's like, instead of like, these studios should be like sitting down and thinking of something new and fun to make instead of being like, I don't know, is Shrek back? Just <laughs> like, blowing the dust off Mike Myers. <laughs> like, should we make Shrek 5? I guess send Mike Myers a check for $79 million. Let's go. Fuck. What does Mike Myers do now? Uh, He's got two really big properties with se- a bunch of sequels and like that's his life, right? His life is just... Not making Austin Powers 4, just to make me miserable. Mm. And making that Netflix show, The Pentaveret. Oh, God. That I nobody forgot saw. About that. And it was truly awful. Did you try to enjoy that in the beginning? I feel like you were like, it could be okay. I and did. Then, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there watching, it like, just give it a chance. It's Mike Myers. He's doing characters. <laughs> Pretend you're watching an Austin Powers movie. George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> Some of Mike Myers' best work. Did you ever see the follow-up to that video where Mike Myers and Kanye get together again and they're like dancing around the fact that that's the, they like bring that up and Mike Myers pretends he's all embarrassed. It's very funny. I did see that. They're They're, like a hockey game. They're a good duo. Yeah, they really are. I think Kanye gets it. I love Kanye. I'm back in. His next album is going to be great and I wore my Yeezys twice this week. He's back. Multiple pairs. Judd Apatow wants to make a This Is 40 sequel titled This Is 50? Judd. What if it was starring 50 Cent as as <laughs> the main character? Shit, man. I can't believe I'm fucking married to Leslie Mann and I'm fucking fathering these fucking children. Shit. I'm fucking Paul Rudd fucking mailed it in. I'm the fucking new dad. It's fucking 50. Um, yeah, man. I hear you have some news happening this week. You, yeah. the big news on Spotify. Uh, this album, Get Rich or Die Trying, has reached 4 billion streams. So congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, you know what else has reached four billion streams? What else? Power, Book of Powers, Volume Two, Season Five, whatever the fuck it is. 
50, uh, when you got shot yeah. nine times, was any part of you thinking, I have so many more bad television shows to co-produce, like it, it helped keep you alive? <laughs> Shit, man, this fucking, that's all I was thinking, man. I was I, like, there's so many volumes of power <laughs> that I need to get to. There's, uh, there's not enough time in the we day. We can make fun of power all day, but it does so well. Like, we have like, no, we have no ground to stand on it, it like it it was the only thing that stars had going and i'm pretty sure stars is is like filing for bankruptcy or something now yeah i feel like they're yeah that was keeping them afloat yeah. for a while they had a contract dispute with 50 that caused them to leave the show and i think that that sort of tanked the entire network if memory serves i like that they lost you you don't watch these i'm anymore, done yeah yeah i can't do it show sucks man the first season was awesome or the first few seasons of the original were this, good, but you know, I think that's enough about Fifty Cent, though. Shit, um, man, they didn't, they didn't have man. a goo, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see that Doctor Phil is getting a new show? Well, you see, uh, is he? Yeah. Did he lose his original show? I don't even know, but Fuck. him getting a new show is funny to me. I'm a Doctor Phil guy. I'm in on him. I get it. <laughs> I see the strings. I understand. Yeah. He's, you know, he found a little lane for himself. I never saw his show or really know what he's all about. Huh? Yeah, he's got a very biddable cadence and shtick. That comedian Adam Ray has a whole stand-up show where he does, like, an episode of Dr. Phil with a bald wig on, and it's quite funny. That sounds good. (laughs) I get a kick out of stuff like that. Yeah, love some deep character work, Mm. as fans of the program might be aware this uh, is a story that grabbed my attention netflix plans to make fewer films going forward instead of making around 50 films a year they're going to make 25 to 30 hey netflix if you want to make even less than that that's fine by us if you want to make three movies a year can you imagine if they took their whole budget towards <laughs> 10 movies yeah as a realistic number like one shrink a month. It, shrink it even smaller. Like mm. let's make. Why don't you concentrate on making one really good one <laughs> in in a year, and then we'll talk the year after that. Amazon, you should be listening to this as well, and Hulu. Hulu originals are like cr- criminally bad. I don't even know what to say about like, them. What like Vacation Friends three or what else, whatever else they have coming down the pike? Guarantee that's in the works. <laughs> if there's no Vacation Friends three, I'll cancel the whole show. John Cena's probably. On a jet, on his way to the Vacation Friends 3 set right now. Oh, for sure. Lil Rel Howard just like, thank you. I needed this. I don't want to go back to doing stand-up. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, they, they go on to say, we were a machine built to go, go, go. That doesn't always result in quality. A lot of stream companies made a mistake of moving so fast. We made a lot of things we weren't, or a lot of things that weren't ready to be produced. What do you think would like, happen yeah. like if Netflix and Ted Sarandos did like a live action Family Guy movie? <laughs> hey Netflix, <laughs> why <laughs> why are all your movies absolute dog shit? <laughs> I mean, oh Netflix, what the deuce? Oh shit, Stewie's here and he's upset. We could make a movie about whatever we want. Hmm. <laughs> Let's make a movie full of... Uh, what about a sequel to Ted? Ted 3. <laughs> Ted 3 is... That's a great idea, Stewie. You should take that to Shark Tank. I think Ted 3 is probably in the works. It is. And it's not so much a movie as it is a Peacock original series. But 
we're still real fired up about it here at the program. And you might be wondering, is Mark Wahlberg involved? He's not. Hey, how you doing? I'm not a part of this anymore. I love the idea of him turning something down. <laughs> like, no thanks. I've been awake since 2 a.m., but I can't do it. I'm making a sequel to that, uh... Why do I always sound out of breath? To that Antoine Fuqua Paramount Plus <laughs> original piece of shit that Scott can't even remember the name of. What was that called again? Like, Flashlights R Us? I think it was called Flashlights R Us. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Invincible? Maybe? Er, Unstoppable? It's in... Inconceivable. What's the one... Antoine Fuqua's blank with Mark Wahlberg. We should get this. Come on. It's not Invincible? What's the one? There's Invincible. That's where you can't see people. Mm. What's the other one that sounds like that? That means... Inconceivable. I I honestly can't get it. I remember not liking it. I remember we watched it for the show. I'm queuing it up. I can't let this... You can't let it slide? I was going to let it slide. Unslidable. You slide that right in. Um, (sighs) Infinite. Infinite. Folks, if you haven't seen Infinite, a Paramount Plus original starring Mark Wahlberg and Chiwetel Ejiofor, congratulations. Change your name to Chewy Johnson. Congratulations, you're a normal person who probably thinks about normal stuff and has a good life. Cheers. Not the type of person that like, when they get pulled over, they pretend they're somebody else. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I... Did the Chet Hanks stuff? Oh, did you see they're trying to ban cigarettes in the United Kingdom? Ban them. No more CIs. Get them out of there. What, for like anybody, anywhere? Just gone. No more Cs. I mean, that's pretty outrageous, but I'm fine as it as a retired cigarette How long has it been for you? It's been a, a year and change. You know what I think months. that deserves? A little ZZ Top. Ooh, Okay. Here we are here down in the chill zone. We're on WBCN. My name is Ryan. It's Sunday. It's a little cold out there. Don't forget your jacket. You know, this song's, right. this song's got me feeling kind of chill. I kind of feel like firing up a Siggy. What do you think? <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> Let me get you a more cigarette, cigarette-themed song. Mm. I'm also off the vape. I had a, a brief dalliance with the vape, and then I, I started... I didn't know you were a fucking vape guy. Here we go. All right, guys, here we are at uh, Z-Rock. This is Boston with Smokin'. Everybody get out there and light up a cig. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cut to me just motionless having a cigarette. Me just hitting the posts for the next 20 minutes. We're coming at you. We're coming at you here at WNBC. I saw that another remake of The Longest Yard is in development at Paramount+. Plus. Or maybe just Paramount. Starring Burt Reynolds. I mean, I don't think he's going to be reprising his role for this one. No. On account of the fact that he is dead and buried. Wait, what? <laughs> this is news? Holy shit. You didn't know this? All right, everybody. We just heard good news about Burt Reynolds. He's dead. Don't forget about the ones that you love. Give them all a call here at <laughs> WNBC. I love this song. I wish this riff started every time I enter the room. Everyone was just like, fuck. Like the swirls for eyes and this big cloud of jazz smoke. Change falling out of your pockets. Wait, what? Um, I don't think The Longest Yard needed its first remake. That's another thing. Like, How much juice do you think is left in this squeeze of a movie that's about like playing football in prison? I think, I think it's pretty covered was burt reynolds in both of them 
He was. Adam Sandler is the uh, main yeah. uh, character in the the, the, the the remake. Yes, he was in the last remake. I don't know if he's involved in the new one. How about do? Well, I mean, if he's on Netflix, I'll, I'll show up. When I made Uncut Gems, I tried to get an Oscar, and I went on Howard Stern and said, if you don't give me an Oscar, then I'm going to make bad movies forever. And that's what we're living in. Yeah, we're living through not a punch drunk love, not an uncut gems, not even a rain over me. We've got Hubie Halloween coming down the pike forever. Uh, He'll just keep signing deals with Netflix, with whomever. He is. And if he's not attached in at least a producer capacity with the new Youngest Yard movie, I'd be fucking stunned. No, I'm sure he is. Also, we did this the other day where you go through like Adam Sandler and Kevin James vehicles. They make a ton, a ton of money. All of them. Mm-hmm. Kevin James, here comes the boom, cleared like $80 million, and it's a pile of junk. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Though. Good movies don't make money anymore. Bad ones do. That's the pretty much the long and short of the business. Mm. Yeah, they should, they should team up for another original picture, like I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That's what we need to be doing. Make at least something original. Don't do another remake of a remake. Mm. Who me? have you hooked up with? You hear me, Kev? Um, Ben Affleck was spotted recently holding a cup of Starbucks coffee. Oh, boy. How does this make you feel? That's not good. I never said that. Ben, you fucking turncoat. Ben Fat Fleck? Oh. There's something there. (laughs) I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to go work some magic. (laughs) Is this a Harvard bar? My Irish curse. Oh, fuck. My boy's wicked smart. Parsons and Monty are in Goodwill Hunting. Mm. Uh, there's something here. There's I do something like here. How in this photograph he looks like weathered and like upset. It's almost like a a reverse ad for Dunkin' Donuts. Like normally when he's with Dunkin', he looks very happy. I think this is subtly a knock at Starbucks. I think that could be the angle with whoever. It's not Hill Holiday anymore who runs the Dunkin' campaign, but. <laughs> It would be funny for them to say, look what happens when he steers off the course. Mm. That's actually brilliant. This is good. Who do yeah. we get this to? I'm, I'm Ben Affleck's agent suddenly, mm. making sense of this. Agent of chaos. Ooh. I mean, Ben, if you need representation, let us know. We'd be happy to uh, oblige. Do you think he'd let us see J-Lo naked? I do. We could tell him about the time we saw The Cell in theaters and got kicked out because we were 16. We could. He'd love that. Mm-hmm. Would you mind if I took you down to the book corner for but a moment? Do you want like a book corner sweeper? I do. Okay, let me find something good. Maybe like some ZZ Top or something. Just, I don't know, just ah, perfect. Whatever you're feeling. <laughs> All right, everybody, get out your books, get your bookmarks, get a little reading light, because we are in the fucking book corner. Get your dicks out and put it in the book. Use it as a bookmark. Let's have a goo. I started an audio book that sounded really good. And it's called Whale Fall. Listen to the premise for this book. It takes place in real time. A guy's on a dive. He gets swallowed by a whale and has to get out of a whale in real time while like he has like a little bit left in his tank. And he's just like, you know, he's explaining like the, <laughs> what it's like inside a whale and in the belly of the whale. Yeah. Which Remember is that song? A great song. But this audiobook, it's called Whale Fall by Daniel Krause. This is something, I started the audiobook, and two minutes in, I was like, fuck, the guy reading this book's voice is annoying. I don't know if I can do this. 
But I think that this is something that's going to make a great movie. Whale fall. Can't you see this being a movie? Guy gets swallowed by a whale, and he's like, what the? How am I going to get out of this stupid thing? What am I going to do? It'd be hard to shoot. Mm. They'd have a lot of CGI of the, like him getting swallowed, and then it's like a green screen castaway type deal, of just like a guy in the stomach. Yeah, I'm imagining like a Pinocchio type setting where like you're in there and you're basically like on a beach inside a whale. Mm-hmm. But in this, you're just like... What if it was inside me, buddy? Whale snips! Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yes, hello. I'm beached. <laughs> it's... My baleen. Fuck. Oh, I've... Joe. Joe, get out of here. You're going to fuck up the show. So, yeah, I was trying to be a book guy. I was like, look at me. I'm going to read something new, even though it's me listening to it. I think I'm going to have to wait for the movie on this one, which is unfortunate. Have you listened to an audiobook late? As I'm in the middle of one that Monty recommended, and I forget the title, but it's about um, like connection in mm. business and in life. And it's interesting, but it's an undertaking. It's a long one. Business ethics. <laughs> Except for my wife, who is a <laughs> cheating whore. May God have mercy on your soul. God, that's one of the great scenes in all of cinema. But... I don't know. At some point, I'm going to find a a fun new book to read or listen to. We're entering Christmas season. There's got to be some good books coming out that'll make gifts for your loved ones. Um, Nothing worse than getting a book as a gift. No good? Nice nice brick in the box. I I like a nice book You like a book? Yeah, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to... I can pretend to read it for a bit, then I can just like throw it on the shelf, add to my collection of books that I've half-read. I've read things like, if the guy doesn't have books in his apartment, you shouldn't date him. And it's like, yeah, I bet you I didn't read any of them. Mm. It's all a ruse. <laughs> Lucy's the only person I know who's like an active reader regularly. Mm. Joe, you got to get my cat. Joe is here. She's stressing me out. At least talk on the microphone if you're going to be here. Say something. Hi. Josephine. And then I just have one more news item I want to bring up. I saw an article that said psychiatrists say crying while watching movies is a sign of emotional strength. We covered that last week, and I still disagree. Oh, fuck. Okay, well... That's how strong you are emotionally, that you are just... (laughs) You're transcending weeks with your tears. I just wanted to bring it up again and remind people that I'm a baby bitch who cries at almost anything. I want to see that study. And that makes me cool and strong. Not just strong, it's also cool. Do you ever cry when you're like watching a movie with a chick? And then you just start crying, and they look over, and they're like, oh my god, you're so in touch. No, that hasn't happened... Mm. Summon those tears. Yeah, I try to keep them at bay in those instances. Understood, yeah. Unless, like, if she was crying, be like, hey, girl, I'm crying too. I'm just I'm just think, so empathetic. I think if Lucy ever saw me crying, she'd be terrified. <laughs> just looking over with disgust. I feel like that's how most babes will respond. I feel like it'd be charming. They're like, you're crying? Like my reaction during Clerks 3. Mm. That was the only time I've ever seen you cry in a movie. Mm. I, for whatever reason, it's flown under the radar. Maybe I just never looked because I'm staring at my phone. <laughs> I think that's that's saved me a lot of times. Me, like, nose deep in Amazon purchases. I'm like, fuck, does Ag know? Notice there's, like, a waterfall of tears <laughs> flowing down my face. Oh, no, he's on his phone. Speaking of waterfalls of tears, uh, Kel Mitchell is in the hospital. What? Yeah, Kel of Keenan and Kel fame. So hopefully he doesn't make it. I mean, hopefully he does make it. Did he have too much orange soda? What put him in the hospital? I think that uh, 
realizing that he hasn't worked in 23 years and then his first day on the set of the Good Burger sequel put him over the edge with stress and now <laughs> here he is recovering. I mean, that'll be a featured review soon enough. Do you want to take a little break? I do. And then we can talk more about Good Burger 2, more about... I guess the featured review of the week is probably, what, The Killer again? The Killer, now on Netflix? I also watched five minutes of the new Jeremy Allen White Apple Plus original Fingernails. <laughs> And another movie with Heather Graham called Suitable Flesh. But other than that, I didn't really watch anything. Are they even trying titling stuff anymore? Nope. A Jeremy Allen White Apple Plus original called Fingernails? You got it. It's real bad. Is it a movie or show? I don't know. It's a movie. It's a movie. But somebody compared it to her. They're like, oh, this day and age of technology. And it's just like, shut up. I hate everyone. (laughs) Fuck. Kids had it. We'll be back with all that and more right after this. Welcome back, everybody. What's We're happening, back. Hoops? Right. Welcoming us back with, uh, this is the Smiths? How soon is now from the Smiths? Coming at you. Who are featured in the David Fincher's new movie, The Killer, now on Netflix. They're the entire soundtrack. The score is also provided by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross um, er, in classic David Fincher fashion Ryan touched on this movie last week on the program but now it's out for everyone to see and we're going to talk about it again because it might be the movie of the year I don't even think it's that big of a stretch to say that it's the movie of the year I Mm. thought it was outstanding my current movie of the year was probably Air I jokingly have said Air, The Covenant Air was fine, but I, f- I forget it exists every time we stop talking about it for three seconds. I'm like, take away Ben Affleck, and I hated Air. <laughs> I mean... I like Matt Damon a lot, too, but if it wasn't about sneakers, in particular, my one of my favorite sneakers of all time, the Jordan Chicago's... Hmm. I think... I don't know. Air was great, but The Killer is better. Yeah, every movie's got its, like... I don't know. I don't want to be like the... You know, judging everything by the year type stuff. But yeah, this rocked. Especially yeah. Netflix original, David Fincher movie. Grading it on the curve of Netflix originals, and I probably said this last week, but it was the probably the best Netflix original I've ever seen. Mm. Goddamn. I what, mean, what's it up against? Mank was pretty sensational. Would mm. you agree? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Mankner. <laughs> I believe we shut Mank. Mank is unfinishable. And that's why this is a big bounce back from Mank, David Fincher's last movie. He went from making like the most boring black and white Kudja in years to like a cool, dope assassin thriller. Which this movie's got all the Scotty checkpoints. That opening title sequence was cool, zippy, mm-hmm. gets things mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. It starts, there's this whole long sequence where it shows him attempting an assassination but like he's just hanging out in this room and like it's just you know it like it hangs with him he's like right. going downstairs he has some mcdonald's he pops back up he's just like sitting up there giving uh, a monologue with his narration which normally bothers me 
but in this movie it was dope. David Fincher does a great job of taking stuff that does not work in other movies and makes it work. And he also never takes the easy way out. There's no shortcuts. I love that about him. Like I said, with the scene with the dog and you think he's going to kill the dog and then he just puts the Mm. dog to sleep with a sleeping pill. It's a spoiler. Sorry. Yeah. I was really happy with that. In my mind, the movie would have lost points significantly if he were to go the route of, you know, like haunting of Hill House, just trying to like, oh, look, a dead animal. This guy's crazy. Hate that. But yeah, the narration adds to the movie instead of like lazily explaining it. It just gives you an idea of what he's thinking about. And this movie was funny. A lot of the narration is him being like, like, isn't it weird that fucking... I can't think of a good example. But his narration is like lying. He's like repeating this mantra to himself that for a while he's following. And mm. then you realize like, oh, he's not doing what he... What his narration says he should be doing. Shit, shit, shit. It's like, this is interesting. And the whole movie's from his point of view. They never, like... Not to give it away, this is like part of the summary and it happens 10 minutes. He like botches an assassination. So he's just like, oh no, I fucked up. Now the people I tried to kill and maybe even like my employers are after me. But they never show like their side of it. It's always Mm. just on him. And you're just like waiting for something fucked up to happen. He's just like bidding around in public and you're like, fuck, what's going to happen? It's probably a cool guy with a fucking sniper rifle somewhere. I wanted him to succeed a little bit more, but I loved that he didn't. Mm. Like with that whole, especially with the botched killing. Yeah. Everything he does is like imperfect too. And it's funny because it's on underneath the outer projection of something that's so pristine, mm. which is him. And like it's the outfits and the, or the uh, wardrobe rather that they put him in was really funny too. Sort of schlubby, almost like the time George Costanza holds those clothes for that guy kind of clothes. The like touristy floral looking, just like awful patterned shirt and khakis with some dumb hat and glasses. Like he didn't look menacing or scary at all. Yeah, he's like, I dress like a German tourist. It's the people, or the kind of person people want to talk to the least. No one ever approaches me. Mm. Fastbender played the titular killer. I don't know if we mentioned that yet. Michael Fastbender. Yeah. I thought he kind of crushed hog. it. He's um. And it's like a most of his performance is like in the narration and just mm. his reactions. He doesn't say a lot in this movie, like his character saying, talking to other people. There's a lot of him just approaching people and being like, yeah, it's me, the assassin. I'm here. So you get that I'm about to kill you after I get a bunch of cool information out of you. This movie rocked. Uh, You've already watched it twice. Yes. In two days. First time I watched it with Dan, who's becoming more of a movie guy. I was kind of Mr. Question Manning him. Oh. He had like some reads on this movie. I'm probably stealing one of my reads from him, but he also enjoyed it and thought it was working on levels. He's better at watching movies than I am. We'll have him back on the show he can, soon. He can pay attention? Yeah. <laughs> wonder what that's like. It's It seems pretty cool. There's a fight scene in this movie that is... One of the most intense, cool fight scenes in a while, movie-wise. Mm. Like Eastern Promises with clothes. <laughs> just yeah. that level of realistic fighting where like nobody is... It's not just like John Wick kicking the shit out of a guy unscathed. Yeah, and it's not... Right. It's very simple. Like He's like 
leafing around this house, then all of a sudden this guy shows up. It's like, you're in the wrong place. And you like slowly realize like, oh, this guy's like three times the size of Michael Fassbender. Mm. And he's just like raining down blows on him in a way you're watching. And you're like, oh, geez, stop. Fucking stop it. That's too much. He can't handle this. Would you say that the fight scene was too scary? <laughs> I mean, it might have been. Yeah. I was like reacting like a cartoon character to it. It was really affecting me. I feel like a, the, the people, a lot of people on the internet that I read reviews from, not necessarily critics, just people in comment sections, are not loving this movie, which I think is nuts. And what were they expecting? Yeah, what's frankly? not to love? I, I don't know. It. I loved how realistic it was. Like that one woman who thinks, like, she's like, I was barely involved. And she's like, please, I can't disappear. Like, my kids need my life insurance. Or the, the lawyer's secretary. or Yeah. Yeah. I just loved how there was so many, him just showing up and the person being like, oh, no, I'm so dead. <laughs> like, this sucks. You're going to kill the shit out of me at the end of this interaction. Fuck. Mm. That's true. That must be an interesting way to be received as a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is on Netflix, The Killer. It, I, I can't recommend this one enough. Mm. For those that haven't seen it yet, get out there. It's right on Netflix. People seem to devour all Netflix content, which is why the, like them raising the price to $26 a month or whatever the fuck it is now oh. isn't even a drop in the bucket for most people, or it is a drop in the bucket for most people because for whatever reason it's become Netflix is the cleaning or the Kleenex of streaming services. Ooh. People are just, Oh yeah, I want to Netflix it or what's on Netflix. It's like, mm. Actually it's on Paramount plus, which is probably, which is even worse. And you're going to want to get it because I was going to say, speaking of Paramount plus, did you watch the first Ooh. episode of, uh, the curse? That's the curse. I did, which is uh, a 24 and showtime's new show starring Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone, Academy Award winner, and Benny Safdie and others. I forgot that she won an Academy Award. That's great. I mean, she deserved it. She's a friend of the show, quite frankly. Mm. This show, weird as hell. What did you think of it? I thought it was great. It starts with this very funny scene where Benny Safdie plays like a scummy director guy who's mm. he's like needs to get footage of this woman looking sympathetic and he's like you're not crying you should be crying and he like starts like flicking water on her face and she he, doesn't speak english which makes it even funnier yeah he's saying like agua fumar he's, he's like Quick, we need to get this footage while while the tears are fresh and like he's just playing such a dick it's very fun and wacky yeah this this show unsettled me yeah and i'm sure that's the goal the safties directed this I think they were producers. They probably directed it, yeah, too. Yeah, who knows? No, 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 actually, the first episode was directed by Nathan Fielder. I oh, know man. that. So to me, this feels this is Nathan's first step, for, especially from behind the scenes, mm. outside of, for lack of a better word, reality television. This is like his first real drama, right? Yeah. It could be speaking out of school. I don't know. I don't feel like looking it up. A newlywed couple struggles to make their vision for eco-living a reality in a small New Mexico town. That summary couldn't be more about less, or couldn't be less about what this is really about. Yeah, that makes it sound like the show that, like the show within the show. Right. That is like a goof. That's an AI written summary. <laughs> but is. it's 
them as a couple is really funny. There's a scene where he's like fucking her with a dildo that I got a big kick out of. Yes. It was, it was super uncomfortable. And me and Lucy were watching it yesterday. Just like, Ugh. Lucy does not like this show, by the way, which I got a kick out of. She was like, yeah, I don't know. I was I like, give it. it another chance. I get that. I don't know if I love it yet. I don't it know was, if I do either, to be honest. It was like long for a first episode. and It didn't like knock my socks off. I love how weird and fucked up it was. There's a scene where... It just starts with like a guy peeing out of a real tiny dick, and then mm. it pans up, and it's Nathan Fielder. Is that his real dick? Is what I want to know. Because that's like a two inch. I meant to launch a full investigation because it was the funniest part of the episode. Mm. I had like a bellowing, like, <laughs> like to myself <laughs> watching this. It was just so. If, if that's his real di, I think he deserves an Emmy, and if it's not, he might still deserve an Emmy. But it's slightly less funny. Get away from me. There's nothing funnier than show, someone showing their dick in a movie or show and it just looking like shit. That's like probably the funniest thing you can do. I think that if you have a really small penis, you got to lean right in. That's what I do with my micro. Fucking. I, I show it off as much as I can just to get myself out of the uncomfortability. Yeah, I mean, it's out right now like we're in the fucking right. sports corner. I didn't do any of the tropes this week. No sports corner, no Hank, no 50s Hank, no older boy. Show them the tropes. Round them all up in the post credits. I did all mine, Little I think. decals. <laughs> the classics. Um, but yeah, the show, like, they get cursed. Halfway mm. through the episode, he gives a girl $100 for this, like, thing they're filming. Then when they stop filming, he's like, look, that's too much money. I need to get change. Give you less. And they're all mad. She's like, I'm going to curse you. <laughs> it's a fun, wacky setup. I like how weird and simple it was. I'm wondering where it's going to go. At. This feels like a pilot-heavy kind of show. So yeah, I'm wondering, correct. They did a ton of setup, and they did a lot of exposition of the characters. I'm wondering, like, is it going to have a big drop-off in the second one? And it's either going to be more boring or will feel like a different show entirely. This is the kind of show that you'd recommend to somebody after one watch, and then second episode, you're halfway through thinking, oh, boy, I recommended this, didn't I? No, I might have fucked up. And I'm not saying that's a guarantee, but I think there's a chance that this is not exactly the show that we thought it was. Ooh. That's my prediction. Which is sometimes cool. I like to be surprised in a good way. Right. But this one was almost like too scary or too weird like when i first watched the woodsman i thought it was going to be oh, a touching woodsman. romantic comedy and it turns out it was a little bit more sexual than that yeah it was even hotter than it, you could have ever imagined. it was still touching yeah like Fucking very much so people the, googling the woodsman it is a movie about a pedophile the oldest boy because of my traumas i find sexual uh, assault from older men to younger men hysterical mm. Man, woman raping, not funny. Don't call for it. Got to laugh at it for young men who've been through a situation. You got that, folks? I'm Do you saying this on a podcast that people listen to on purpose. <laughs> this isn't even like I'm drunk and it slipped out. I've been sober almost 16 years. Yeah, you have no excuse Nothing. for Nothing. It is what it is. <laughs> He's back. Um, You're a crumb creep. Did you find the show Lynchian in any way? Uh, yes. I still don't fully understand what Lynchian means. I think it's just funny. I don't either, but there was a moment where I was like, this is so weird. I bet David Lynch would enjoy this. I loved it. Nathan Fielder is onto something. Hello. I can't help. I can't help. I'm a Robert. I can't help. I can't help. And 
And what about the fact that I saw Priscilla at the AMC Braintree last night? How many broken seats? There were no broken seats. It, uh, that part was fine this week. This is the new movie from Sofia Coppola. Mm. Friend of the show, perhaps? She's, uh, what has she directed? Lost in Translation, The Bling Ring. The Bling Ring, I enjoyed a lot. How about that? I kind of like a lot of her stuff. Her movies are admirably casual. She's good at making movies that, you know, they're like hangout movies. Right. They just kind of follow the main character around. They don't seem to be too worried about being about anything. And this is fun as like a, a companion piece to Elvis which came out last year or the year before. This one, you know, Elvis is in it a lot, and but they just show you him like through her eyes, through Priscilla Presley's eyes. Mm. And what yeah, would you give? What'd you give this on Letterbox? I always want to get that out of you right away. I, f- I f- forgot to log it, but it's like a three out of five, maybe slight, maybe even like a two point seven five. Mm. I liked it, but like very slight. There's not a lot of meat on the bone, one would say, for like a two-hour movie. What is that movie with um, Stephen Dorff where he's sitting by the pool? Somewhere. Somewhere. You said that one. Yeah. It's like that. Somewhere. It has that look to it, I feel like. Yeah. That like pacing, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's just, this movie's just about mm. her being bored with being married to Elvis. He's like, yeah, uh, I think off I'm going to like this. Thing. I'm going to like it. It's, I like her a lot. It's watchable. It's, uh, I think every single one of her movies is just about like a weird, lonely person just like puttering around an environment that they're not used to. One might even say that's what life is like. Ooh, yes. And she's just encapsulating that in films. I also thought they couldn't use any of Elvis's music for this because his estate or whatever didn't support it because it portrays him in a slightly not great light. Not even, they didn't do covers or anything nothing that's awesome but it still had a bunch of like cool needle drop cuts anyways every few minutes i was like oh this is a cut i should shazam this was it a bunch of easy top songs it was not surprisingly Uh, that's a shame but i uh i dug it (laughs) it's easy top heavy show Mm. yeah they don't i don't know why his estate would be too upset they i actually thought they made him look pretty okay there's a couple scenes where he just kind of looks like jerkish probably money yeah they offered because it's an indie movie they had no budget and they offered money that was not enough and the elvis estate probably said what's the point fuck them i saw like jacob e lordy's elvis in this and he He's was, a good-looking guy. He was just, like, kind of doing the voice. It was very casual, and I was like, this is working. Oh. He's not, like, fucking falling over himself like Austin Butler was. Be like, oh, my fucking God, I, I am this guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Austin Butler was leaning in. I think he did a really nice job, and in a perfect world, I think he would have won Best Actor, mm. in my opinion, in no one else's. But he was, Yeah, he was good. But I got to be honest, I think I bet on him on DraftKings. Or whatever. I forgot that we did that. We bet on oh, the yeah. Oscars. I'm right there in February. So here we go, baby. March, whenever the fuck they are. It's going to be a weird year for the Oscars. There's not a lot <laughs> happening. Ben Affleck, best actor. Air. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Done. 
Uh, Kevin Smith, Best Director, Clerks 3, Scots and Tears at the Ceremony. Boom, done. Uh, Best uh, Documentary. We'll have to watch one. We'll figure that out. Yeah, someday when I get together and watch a documentary, Lucy holds my hand all the way through. I'll let you know what a good one was. Thank you. Um, I went through a clip there of watching a lot of documentaries. That's done. We're like strictly Bravo shows at this point and like Married at First Sight and Married at First Sight Australia. It's such a shame, Damn. but I'm very in. Southern Charm on Bravo, <laughs> which is also streaming on Peacock. They have every episode. God, it's good, man. How it's you doing? so fucking good. It's about a bunch of duds that live in Charleston, South Carolina, and they fight and get drunk and everybody's fucking everybody. And it's just a mess. And it's mm. the best. It's the best. Okay. Get in there. Southern Charm on Bravo. That's my whole review. All right. Sounds interesting. <sighs> what else you got? You watch anything else or is, are we uh, at the end? Is that enough? I mean, I'm trying to think. There's a Netflix special by Ralph Barbosa called Cowabunga. That was very funny. It made me laugh out loud a lot, including like a a 10-minute section about Fast and Furious stuff mm. and how he's like a guy who he's into like his girl's car. He, he had a bunch of like weird bits. Ralph Barboza? Yeah. Okay. He's like a young Mexican guy. Very funny. All right. I'll check it out. Where is that? Netflix? Netflix. Okay. Called Cowabunga. And that might be all that I watched this week. I'm doing a little scan here. I'm Still watching uh, Friends with Dan also. We've been cruising through that show. Mm. Matthew Perry's still dead? He is still dead, Okay, unfortunately. And... Yeah, is that enough? I think it might be. You know, okay. we, we hammered it in. Yeah. Question. Where Hit can me. the fans find you? And are you going up anywhere? Any big dates to promote? I mean... I might be at a, a capo this Wednesday. Which is, for those that don't know, an actually pretty good Italian restaurant in South Boston. Oh. On Broadway. Yeah, you go into the basement, they do comedy every Wednesday. Maybe is it Broadway? It's Wednesday. on Broadway, right? That sounds right. Yeah. We're probably wrong, but <laughs> your yeah, geography is yeah. even worse than mine. We got, uh, and I'll let the fans know, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, at skipseasoned. For uh, any and all updates, it's all there. It's all happening. Ank underscore fit on Instagram for me, ankfit.com, A-N-K-F-I-T, uh, and Ankner on Instagram, A-N-K-N-E-R. And uh, this week we are brought to you by fruitful.com where uh, you can go and everyone knows that you're a fruit. And uh, that's it. Fruitful.com. Everybody. Sponsored by them and all the things that they do in the universe. Mm. They're doing a great job. Fruitful. Wow. Love it. And Benefix.org. B E N E F I C T Z. We love our sponsors. And Atlantic Mechanical mm. as well. Yes. Folks, till next week. That's, I'm trying to think, does anything cool come out that we'll be talking about next week? Uh, the Marvels. <laughs> yes, we're, of course, both going to see the Marvels in the theater, and we'll have a probably hour and a half long review. Just the Marvels, the whole episode. We're going to do a deep dive. Spoiler filled. And Why don't we just do a watch party? Bring the whole podcast rig to the theater, sit in a broken <laughs> chair, call it a night. Let's go. Maybe Sounds Thanksgiving. Sounds like absolute garbage. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. I'll probably see that. Yeah. 
We're in turkey season. We're the turkey boys. We're going to be doing the whole deal. Hey, listen. I got to go. We got to go. Have a goo. Thank you for listening. And good evening. got to do it now. You can't just tease it. I waited for them to finish with that cabbage. Uh, <laughs> oh, Peter. Yeah. I think that was a pretty good episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> I wish they talked about Ted more, but it was all right. Yeah, I'm a big Ted guy. What do you think? Yeah. Ted too? Yeah. Hold on, I'm doing a tweet. Ted. I can't, like, speak... <laughs> In full sentences as Peter. It just you falls don't need to. Rhythms. It's just a little here and there. All right. Have a go. Now we're gone. Bye. <laughs>